Hey, Food Biz Whizzes. You're listening to episode 179 of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. It's Gabby here, and I'm the Student Success Coordinator here at Retail Ready and Food Biz Whiz. Along with the team here, I support students with resources inside of Retail Ready. That means I get to see what questions are coming up for CPG founders right now. In today's original recipe episode, we're resharing episode 45. This episode is titled, Working with Influencers, How to Execute a Successful Influencer Marketing Campaign for Your Food or Beverage Brand with Wonderkind Co. Our guest and friend, Elda Freitas, is the co-founder of Wonderkind Co., a design and marketing brand for food and beverage products. Elle is also an influencer and is an expert on the process of launching, sustaining, and measuring successful influencer marketing plans. So I've been seeing so many questions pop up around this topic, so I thought this is the perfect episode to reshare right now. I loved how much actionable information Elle shares, and I know you'll feel more confident around this process after listening. So, food founders, if you want to know how to find and reach out to influencers that are the right fit for your product, what the best tips for success with influencers are, and why influencer marketing can work for your brand, then listen into this episode. Let's get started. I'm Allie Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. Hi, Elle. Great to have you on the show today. Hi, Allie. Thanks for having me. Of course. So, Elle, as I mentioned in the intro... (laughs) I have gotten so many requests to do an episode on influencer marketing, and I am really excited to talk about this. So we have, we have so much to talk about, but before we dive in, I want to catch up with you. How, how are things going with Wonderkind? I, I know when we first met, you were really busy with like, I don't know, a half a dozen clients and some really big projects going on there. What's, what's up with Wonderkind? What are you working on right now? Thank you for asking. So we are really busy and um, we we are so fortunate to be in, in a spot where brands are moving online. They're yeah. trying to have a really strong presence. And so our, our services obviously lend to strong um, brand voice and brand look and brand feel and, and talking to consumers online. And so we are just seeing an influx of requests and onboarding of new clients and people that are really wanting to kind of break into the to the online space and, and and take advantage of all the all the content that's that is being requested by followers. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. I'm sure like mid-March hit and you and you got your inboxes were flooded with like yeah. help me help me understand social media. Right. Get my brand online. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you and a partner, right? It's me and the partner. Yes. Yeah. So my partner, she does all the design and the creative work. So all the, all the pretty things you see, uh, for our brand or, or for Wonderkind, that's yeah. all her. And then I'm, I'm the marketing and sales 
leg of the business. Yeah. And so, like I said, in the intro, you've worked with a whole bunch of different sized brands and, you know, different categories. How did you tell me about that like choice to start Wonderkind and, and that, that decision-making process as you ventured out on your own? Yeah. So for the past four years, I've worked, like you said in the intro, large and small brands. And, and I really liked the, I preferred the startup small brand feel. I, I love the energy that that's there. I'm sure you feel yeah. the same the energy, the, the passion that that is for, for small brands. Um, and I kind of thought, you know, between me and my partner, we have such different skills, but they're both needed separately, but together we didn't see that happening in, in the, in the space, as far as like really merging design, really well done design. And then the marketing channels, I wasn't seeing it done maybe well or yeah. by enough. Yeah companies. And so, you know, we really wanted to have a studio that was really strong in both of those aspects. And so we kind of, she's a good personal friend of mine. And we were like, let's just do this thing. You know, we both have enough experience. We both um, have a lot of connections and we Mm -hmm. both love, 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 love food and beverage brands. So we thought, let's just give this a try. And we've just grown so quickly. And we're actually our first hires coming on and on Monday, our first full-time hire. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. That's awesome. Wow. That's cool. Well, I feel like when you and I like first talked, you were like, okay, I'm just launching Wonderkind. Like, you know, we're, we've done a lot of planning, like here are the different packages that we're, we're going to offer. And then I don't know, we talked maybe like two weeks later and you were like, I'm booked out. <laughs> no more clients for me. I was like, oh, you know, do you want me to like talk you up? And you're like, we're booked. <laughs> I feel like it happened very fast for you. It did. It did. And we're, yeah, like I said, very lucky. And yeah, yeah we, we, we love that. We love that, that startup kind of feel for the four food and beverage brands. So we're, we're really happy where, where we're sitting right now. Yeah. Well, congrats on that. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm excited for you guys. Okay. Let's, let's talk about, I mean, I love that you love marketing and I love that you're so good at it. I'm really excited for people to follow along with Wonderkind on, on your beautiful Instagram feed and see what you guys are doing behind the scenes. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about influencer marketing and I want to get on the same page before we jump into like how to do influencer marketing. But can we, can we just talk about like, who is an influencer nowadays? Like what is an influencer? What defines an influencer? Um, tell me more about that as a, as a baseline. Yes. So an influencer really is, is, is anyone that is influencing a purchase of a product. Um, so it sounds really broad and it kind of is in the sense that, um, I think the, the stats are almost staggering. Like 70% of people on Instagram are considered influencers now because everyone is talking about products or the gym that they're going to, or the restaurant that they're going to. And in some way that they're, they're influencing, um, either, either online or, you know, in real life, their friends and family, it's, it's, it's sort of hard to pinpoint what exactly an influencer is. Mm -hmm. But when I think about campaigns, I'm thinking of anyone that has, 3000 followers and more to, you know, all the way to the moon yep. uh, of followers. And, and they're, they're influencing the purchase of a product or a service or, um, 
any, any, yeah. Any like decision purchasing decision. I think, I think that you have a really good point here and I want to reiterate it that so often I hear brands say like, well, influencer marketing isn't going to work for me because I don't make a product that's targeting 25 year old women in (laughs) who are like, I don't know, hanging out in their bikinis on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) hold up. Like, let's get clear here. Influencers can be in any age demographic, in any, you know, any location, any category. It's not just about that, like young white woman being an influencer, right? Totally. And, and, and I think we'll probably get into this more later, but to think about what exact influencer is best for your product we're thinking about okay, who's your target audience? If mm-hmm. it's if it is a twenty five year old gal, then yep. we and then that should be on Instagram. Yep. If it's older demographic, maybe Facebook's a good idea. If it's a younger demographic, maybe it's TikTok. Like there's there's, I think anyone can be utilizing influencer marketing. I just think that you have to know really really clearly who your target audience is yeah. and where they are in within these marketing kind of channels. I completely agree on that. We talk about that a lot in Retail Ready that I'd much rather have my students go heavy on one social channel where where their exact target audience is rather than try to do it all and do them all kind of half, you know, halfway. Um, Okay, so anybody anybody can be an influencer as long as you have some sort of social power, some sort of obviously influence over your network. And I like that you said that stat of like 3,000 followers or more on, on your social media platform. And, you know, I think... I'm hearing this phrase like micro-influencer more and more. And I, I love that you verified this. We don't need to be approaching these, you know, 100,000 follower brands necessarily. That person who has 5,000 followers might be the perfect person to, to target with, you know, to reach out and try to get a campaign going, right? 100%. Yeah. Okay, great. I love it. You're, I feel like I've, you're already like making me... Um, more excited about it. It feels more approachable when you realize anybody can, any, any brand can find the right influencer for them. And again, like we're not looking at these super huge, you know, uh, celebrities as we try to get them to kind of come on board with our emerging brand. Right. You're so right. Okay, cool. So let's talk about identifying influencers. You, you like briefly touched on that and you, you know, you hinted that it, the influencers really need to be in line with your target audience, but where do you, where do you find them? Like, how do you, let's say, you know, your target audience through and through, how do you then find the influencers who are, who are influencers to your target audience? Yes. So let me give you an example because it might be the easiest way to explain the thought process yeah. as far as how do we find these perfect influencers for for a specific brand. So let's let's say that your brand or your product is a vitamin enhanced sport drink. So your target audience that you've you've really honed in on is a athletic and um, middle income on maybe the younger side, she's on the go. She's moderately healthy. She's quite busy. She's athletic. She really prioritize, uh, prioritizes her gym time. Let's say that that's your target audience. 
So I will then think who, and let's call her Sarah, who is Sarah following? Who is influencing Sarah? What kind of people would Sarah look up to? And with this exact model, I would think, okay, it's, it's, it's a micro level fitness, home fitness gal who's, and um, she's really busy too, but she's, she's getting her workout in. She's sharing this content, um, this, these 30 minute workouts in her, in her living room with, you know, whatever she has on hand. I think Sarah really follows this person and probably does her workouts. Um, and so I would want this influencer to be talking about this sport drink because Sarah is going to love to know that this influencer is using this brand because Sarah really looks up to her. Yeah. Sarah so, like sees a little bit of herself in this, right. in this other Sarah, woman who's like balancing it all. Correct. And so Sarah wants to be that. So she's going to be kind of buying in or, or be very interested in the things that this influencer is doing. And I basically, that's how I'll think about how do we find that one influencer? And then the goal would be, I need to find 50 of these uh, or hundred of these, whatever, whatever the number is. That's kind of how I think I, I start always with the target audience. And I, I think you talk about it a lot, but, but knowing exactly who that is can drive so many decisions for, for a brand and it includes influencers. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I, <laughs> I then think like, that is just like some good old internet sleuthing, right? Oh, so much sleuthing. <laughs> so much. I am like creeping around all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to quote you on that. Elle is creeping around all the time. Um, yeah. Well, it makes sense though, because it, you know, so I hear people are like, okay, well give me the link like, or the list of influencers. Give me that database. Give me that like app that I can go on that like perfectly pairs me with an influencer. I'm like, well, how about you just set aside 30 minutes a day for the next three days and you just go down a, you know, an Instagram rabbit hole. I feel like that, you know, that can be just as, you know, potentially like just as, um, effective there. Totally. And, and I'll, I'll note something there. So, you know, when, when I talk to brands, you know, when we're talking about that we offer service of influencer marketing. A lot of them will have heard of other like influencer marketing platforms. Mm -hmm. And I think they're great. I think there's definitely a need for them and and brands should consider using them. I love doing mine organically. I love just being able to like, just really get in the weeds with Instagram and and going through the different corners, looking and, and, and seriously searching for the right people. And it's just something I'm really passionate about, you know, large, large influencer programs may not lend well for that really like sleuthing and um, that you're talking about. And yeah. <laughs> so you're saying like my college days of like Facebook sleuthing of, of old boyfriends is really going to pay off here. It, it may pay off. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So like we've, we've identified our target audience. We've identified our influencer with some like good old fashioned internet stalking. And then we've decided, wait, um, before, before we talk about how to reach out, you like dropped this number. You said, maybe you're choosing 50 of them. Maybe you're choosing a hundred. Like, can we, I'm going to go off script here and ask like, how, how many influencers does one have to work with? And like, how often should people be 
running influencer campaigns as they think about growing their brand? Okay, so the the exact number. So sometimes the easiest way is when I talk to brands or when you're thinking about your budget is is how much product can you are you willing to send out the door? Mm-hmm. I I suggest uh, for for smaller you know very startup brands I would suggest depending on the program which I'll I'll get into next but I think at the minimum. 15 influencers should be activated all in, in again, like all the way to the moon from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Great. It depends just how much product does X brand want to see go out the door yeah. and, and how difficult is it to ship things like that. But yeah. I think 10 would be really nice. And then as far as, uh, is it monthly? Is it campaign based? And I think it can be, it can be both. It can be either or, I think for 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 brands that are launching something new or are doing or are launching the whole brand uh, right out the gates, or they're launching a new SKU, or there's some type of holiday mm-hmm. or some type of event that's happening that's very relative to the brand. I think campaigns work really well, and 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 that can be a one time. Uh, send to a bulk amount of X yep. amount of influencers. Yep. I all, but I really actually like the model of doing reoccurring partnerships. And mm-hmm. um, so let's say it's 15 influencers. I, I really like seeing every month that they're getting something from this brand. They, they just become very invested and, and they feel like they're part of the team more that way. If, if it's, if it's, if it's on a monthly ongoing basis and um, because really in order for the followers to really be committing to some type of action, they want to know that this is, this is real, that this this influencer really likes this product. And so if they're seeing it month and month, month over month, they're going to be like, wow. um, Like it's not, no, it's no joke. Yeah. She actually uses this product. Yeah. And I, it's, it's more influential um, to see it again and again. And I feel like even for the, for that influencers followers, they need to see it multiple times to even like, take action on it. Right. <laughs> I feel like, um, I, I feel like even in my own marketing, I feel like I'm saying the same things over mm-hmm. and over and over again, but someone will find me, you know, we'll engage in conversation. And six months later, they're like, what do you mean you teach an online course called retail ready? Like I've never heard of that. Right. I'm like, Oh, Oh my goodness. Like, gosh. Okay. Like, let me tell you all about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like so often we think we're saying things too much, but our audience needs to hear that. I, I totally think so. And and I think that because of, you know, Instagram, there's so much content being posted every day. There's so many people on that, that with the algorithm, you know, only a very small percentage of followers are actually seeing your content. So like you're saying, like, you think that you're saying it like, wow, I say this all the time. This must be so annoying. Really only a very small percentage of people are seeing it most people are probably missing yeah. the content anyway. Yep. So the more we say our most important things, the better because we're we're likely we're not touching everyone every single day. 
Yeah, totally. And I mean, we're kind of getting on a tangent here, but the other important thing is remembering it's so much easy. It's so much easier to create content around a few themes in your business rather than every single day trying to figure out something new to say to your audience. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So, so I like this idea of, of like longer term partnerships, thinking about how much budget you have to send out samples and such. And I think L, it's a really, it's really timely that we're having this conversation because as so many people move their brands or as so many brands aren't able to do demos or in-person marketing events or trade shows or things like that, they, they have a marketing budget to spend mm-hmm. um, and they, they need to reallocate it. So like this is, if people are wondering like, how are they going to afford it? Like think about your marketing budget for this quarter or next quarter and think about how potentially you, you would use it in influencer marketing. Um, Okay. So we find our influencer. What, what happens next? So next we need to reach out, but even before that, yeah, we need to do a little bit more sleuthing. Okay. I'm, I'm into it. (laughs) We found them. We have their name on a spreadsheet. We know we're going to want to send something to them the first thing we need to do is we need to understand as much as we can about them so that we can properly engage with them. So if we're sending to X influencer, we need to understand, okay, what does she, what else does she like? Has she, you know, or he or she, um, have they repped any brands in the past? Can we see that? Have they repped a competitor? Uh, do they, are they active? Are they, are they posting actively? Like all the, all these things to, to know kind of as personally as you can from just looking with the common eye on, on social media, just so that when we are reaching out to them, we can send a crafted message that shows that we did our homework and we, we aren't just sending it a mass message to 400 people and it doesn't matter if they respond or not. We want them to feel like we did our homework. We really singled you out. We really, really like you and what you're posting and what you're saying. Uh, and, 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 and it's a good fit, right? Like, yeah, I feel like there's, oh, there's nothing worse than that. Like generic email, like, right. you know, I just delete those so quickly. Yes. Yes. So that, 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 that happens before the reach out. And the next step would be to actually reach out with a crafted message. Um, and, and one that's really well done. It's addressing them by name. There's it's personal. Um, and, and, and these things will help with, with the chance of them. Yeah. Responding. yeah giving that. Yes. Um, are you reaching out over email? Are you DMing them? Like how, how are you connecting with them? So I, I am, and I, and I do suggest to reach out over DM. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, there's some controversy there as far as it doesn't look too formal. Um, but to me reaching out over DM, um, it shows that we are, we're online, we have a presence online um, and and it's, I'm almost, I almost like asking permission to email them further information. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. Right. And so it's, it's, you're, you're like warming them up before you ask them out on the first date. Right. Right. Yeah. I like that. And you know, if they're already, again, we're talking a lot about Instagram, but like if you're, if they're already active on Instagram, then sending them a DM feels really natural. Totally. And I think too, when, whenever the DM is sent and and they're responding 
and then we're emailing, they're looking out for our email now. If it's a cold email, it might it might just go un, unanswered or mm-hmm. unopened or in junk. If 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 we're if we're saying we'd love to send you an email, you know, yeah. what is your email? Yeah. We're sending um, more information. They're now kind of excited about our email. I love that. That makes so much sense, right? They're they're actually looking out for it rather than it just right. going like being sent into the oblivion. And then you never know if they even open it. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. I love this. Um, so L, let's take a quick little break. I'm gonna drop in a sponsor and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about like you get that influencer to say yes and and then you start sending product out. Hang tight, we'll be right back. I am really excited to tell you about Retail Ready right now, a new way of joining us inside of Retail Ready. So here's the deal. I heard from enough of you that you didn't have time to watch our masterclass and that you knew that Retail Ready was the thing that was going to help you navigate our confusing world of wholesale. And you wanted an option where you could enroll on your own schedule without jumping through hoops. Okay, well, we listened and we created our Retail Ready Right Now information and enrollment page for food founders who want to skip the masterclass, who want to forgo a sales conversation, and who want to enroll within minutes. If that's you, click through to our Retail Ready Right Now option in the show notes, read through our hot take on why it's so hard for small brands to succeed in our current system, and how we're doing things differently to help producers inside of Retail Ready. Forget that classic advice of co-packing, brokers, distributors, and a race to the bottom on pricing. There's a better way, and I'm inviting you to shift our industry and your chance of success with us inside of Retail Ready. Don't forget, we are increasing the price of Retail Ready by $400 in January 2023. So join us now to lock in your 2022 pricing and lifetime access to our course, our strategic support, and our incredible community of over 1,500 brands all around the globe and in every single category inside of Retail Ready. Find that Retail Ready Right Now link in our show notes, and I hope to see you in there soon. Okay, Elm. So we've identified our influencers. We've reached out to them. They said, yes, we can, you know, you can email us more information. Like, and then are you like putting it all on the table? You're saying, this is what I'm expecting of you. This is what I want you to do. Like, I'm going to send you product. Like, what is that? What does that ask look like? And uh, how do you do it gracefully? So this is such a great question. So the, the interesting kind of thing that, that, that of my experience is personally on my personal Instagram, mm-hmm. I am an influencer. So yeah. I'm being reached out to constantly by brands myself. And so it, it lends really well to, um, seeing what it's like to, re- to be on the receiving end. Yeah. Of- <laughs> of so it's, 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 I've seen it all. Um, and so my, my, my best um, advice for this specific ask for the tr- uh, the trade or the transaction. Yeah, yeah. The 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 more graceful and 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 kind and and supportive you can sound, and 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 the less 
asks you can do, the more people will do for you. And so how I normally think about when I'm working with brands and I'm thinking, okay, what's our ask? As subtle as I can be um, and as as kind of uh, more basically subtle as I can be, the yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. It's also like we would love your support on our launch that we're having next week. And and they might come back and say, you know, what, what, what are you expecting of me? And, and normally my response is whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah. Whatever is most natural for you. And, um, but it is, is totally great for us. And, and yeah. Yeah. Especially because like, <laughs> I can only imagine if you, if you send that email and you're like, we will send you free product in exchange for, <laughs> three stories over the next 15 days and one in feed post and three uses our hashtag and like all that, you know, someone's going to be like, okay, for a six pack of your protein shake, like, I don't think so. 100%. And that kind of like leads me to, to, to a point that we, we haven't made yet. And it's, you can, you can't expect if, if you're not paying these influencers to do things, then it 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 is it is not a successful approach to require many things from them. If it's a simple trade, things the the ask should be very casual and, and fair. Um, because my approach is never to pay any influencers. I always use micro influencers because I, I think that they're I think that they're more relatable and I yeah. think that they, they have they have more conversion as far as their followers really trust them and the, and and I like partnering with micro influencers more. They they most typically don't need to be paid. Therefore, I I can't ask the world of them. I can only ask what they feel comfortable with doing and what feels most natural for their own. Uh, posting schedule on their own content. Yeah. yeah. I love and, that. And in the nicer, I feel like you the more, the nicer and, and more su- support you can give these influencers, the more they're going to work for you and post for you and feel like they're a part of the team by just the way you kind of word things. Right. Right. Like when someone, if, when you show up making all these demands and you're like, Whoa, like we're just starting a relationship here. I don't even know if I like your product. Right. You know, I feel like that's, that's hard. That's hard for an influencer. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So I, I like this and I, Elle, I love that you say like, don't pay for influencers, right? Like use these micro influencers, use these people are, who are excited to share the brand that they love. They're excited to be influencers. Um, and you know, really start developing this relationship from a, a personal level where you're not asking, asking them to, you know, do everything for you for your six pack of drinks. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So the influencer says, yes. They're like, okay, yes, I'm down to receive your shipment, Mm -hmm. especially because there's no, there's no commitment on my end. I'm just going to try it and see how I like it. Then, then what happens? Like, how do you, how do you ship the product in a way that, that convinces that influencer to share, share your brand on their platform? So there's two things that I suggest. One would be once the product is shipped, a, a nice, you know, simple check-in reminder, hey, 
blank. We just sent your, uh, your shipment out. We can't wait to hear what you think. Your feedback is so important to us. See you on Instagram, whatever. Just a nice chicken to, to, to touch base and, and, and be over communicating in that way. Um, and then the other thing, which I love to do and something that, um, Brands are starting to do more and more, but I still think that there's large opportunity for for other brands to hop on board would be really nice seeding uh, strategy. So what I mean by that would be if you've seen like Packlane, those boxes that are yeah. really branded so beautifully inside there's, you know, the product and there might be like a few other like little bits, maybe it's stickers or other like swag items. Mm-hmm. I think the nicer the presentation can be, uh, where you know where it's feasible for for budget, but as nice as you can make that unboxing experience, the better. Because the reality is, you know, I'm I'm on the receiving end of the influencer side, and I'm let's say I, I get around probably five to seven brands every week reaching out to me to send product to me. Yep, that's a lot. It's it and, and I mean it's almost daily. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And, and I, and I don't have that many followers. And, yeah. and so it just shows that like brands are, brands are sending product. They are, they are sending product. They're, they're, they're DMing, asking for addresses. They're sending product. So I imagine that most every influencer is receiving an influx of products over the last probably year. Yeah. And so as I'm getting product, I'm trying it. Even if I like it, I still will forget to post mm-hmm. or even mention them again, unless I'm receiving something so thoughtful that I am pulling out my phone immediately and taking a photo of it or, or getting it onto the stories right away because it was done so beautifully and I can't wait to share it. Yeah. If, if you're not sending your product in a way that's, that's thoughtful and, and almost like memorable, or there's like, you know, as a, a wow of a factor as you can, as you can fit in your budget, you risk sending product that, that the influencer may like, but they just forget to post about it or they just forget to mention it again. So if you can have that unboxing experience be something really, really special, influencers will likely put it on their stories, even ones that maybe originally wanted to be paid, but because it was so beautiful, they're going to story it because they want people to know they just received this beautiful really cool branded package. Yeah. And I think it's making me remember that influencers in general are pretty conscious of what their feed looks like and what their stories look like. Right. So if you send something in to an influencer in a, you know, nothing wrong with like flat rate shipping boxes, but like, if you send something in a flat rate shipping box with like crinkled up, like reused newspaper, cause you're trying to be, you know, eco-conscious here and like reuse your packing peanuts and all of that sort of stuff. That might not be the look that that influencer is going for on their feed. Right. So they're less likely to want to to want to promote it. Um, and not to say that there's anything wrong with like using the recycled materials and like using those flat rate boxes, but maybe you're using that for, um, you know, the shipments to stores or you're using that yeah, yeah. in other shipments, but it's not for your influencer campaigns. Yeah. That's okay. Exactly. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Right. I feel like it's so obvious, but, um, until you broke it down like that, it, it, I didn't, I hadn't made that connection. Yeah. I love it. Okay. 
So you do this like really sexy, really fun package that influencer is so excited to share it. Elle, I think that you make such a good point too. And I even see it on my end with like retail ready products. I always, you know, try to get my students products in my hands and then I'm like, oh shoot, like I've got a dozen of them here. I only post a couple times a week and like I got a backlog and I really, really want to talk, talk about them on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Even with the best intentions, it's hard to get them up there. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I've got a couple other questions before we, we wrap up here, but okay. So you, you've got this influencer, they post about your product because you've done such a great job engaging them all along the way. Like what happens next? You're like, okay, they did their job. Thank you. (laughs) What happens next? Okay. So again, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly communicating with them in ways that, well, after they post about it, what did you think? How did you like it? Do you need any more? Um, depending on what the product is, so I'm I'm constantly constantly um, keeping in communication. If if the cam- campaign was just a send, you know, there's a big you know release happening, and and that's why this was sent out. Then I'm I'm keeping in contact in that way. They're, they they likely may not be sent another package. Maybe maybe they maybe they are, but I'm kind of keeping in communication. Um, if it's ongoing, I'm, I'm, that's it, kind of a different thing where I'm, I'm talking about their next shipment or yeah. talking about what, what's happening next as far as, um, the program. Um, but I, I do want to talk a little bit about kind of, I don't know if you're about to get to this, but kind of like the ROI as yeah. far as like what, what happens after they've maybe posted about the product, um, or, or they've received the product. So when I think about influencers, there, there's three reasons why they should be worked with and, and why I love working with them. And this, and this is as, as a result of them posting or receiving the product. So number one would be they're generating content. So this content is so important because unlike the content that like a brand can take in a studio, like maybe where it's styled or um, maybe a lifestyle shoot, like these very, you know, styled yep. photo shoots. This content is taken by an actual, you know, normal non-photographer type of person. And this content is really relatable because let's go back to our example of Sarah. Sarah really relates to content that she feels like she can take too. That's very relatable. Yep. Yep. So this UGC content, user-generated content is super valuable. Um, they, they say that they they perform even better on ads because they're they're just like I'm saying more relatable posts. But yeah. this, this UGC has a higher a 4.5 percent higher conversion rate than any other type of content. It's just so relatable. And so these influencers are producing this user generated content so valuable. Um, and so that's one one big reason. The second big reason would be. They when when influencers are sharing about a product, they are inspiring the exponential sharing that happens on mm. social media. Mm. So when Sarah sees this influencer post about the vitamin water, well, when Sarah buys the vitamin water now because she was influenced by this influencer, now Sarah's going to post on her story about it because she wants to be, you know, uh, just like oh god, uh, this is so, you're totally correct. Yes. And so then yeah. here's the chain of events that 
I, we barely can track now. Sarah's likely influencing people that yeah. are following her. You see, like it's a, it, it's a wonderful, but you know, hard to track train uh, chain of events. Yeah. Oh gosh. I mean, you're spot on here. I feel like I am, I have done that. Like I have totally gotten caught up in that, like the ripple effect of it. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'll like, Oh yeah. Everybody's posting about this. Like, I guess next time I drink this thing, I'm going to post about it too. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and it's so important. And I'll say the, the last thing that has to be noted would be, um, they are supporting conversions. So they are influencing people to purchase or to come follow the account. Um, the conversion thing, of course, is uh, you can track and that's in the form of when this campaign campaign started, how many followers were there before it? How many followers at the end? Um, how much uh, reach was there? If the, mm-hmm. follower, or if the, the uh, influencer has 10,000 followers and they post five times on their stories, you know, you can do the math to say, okay, our reach was estimated at Mm -hmm. 10,000 views. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's ways that can be very, very, uh, uh, measurable. Yeah. Measured. Uh, the other two, like the UGC, uh, it's, we can measure it in the form of, we have, we, we have a, a return rate of five pieces of content or 20 or 50. Um, but the other exponential sharing one, that's one where it's, it's, we can't even track it, which is great because it's so abundantly spread. Um, but it's kind of hard to put a measure on, on that one is because yep. it's so there's just so much inf- uh, sharing that happens. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's interesting when we think about the return on investment and it, I I think it's just about setting expectations, right? Being like, okay, when I do my first influencer marketing push, I'm going to measure everything that I can. You know, like you said, I'm going to measure these conversions. I'm going to measure like how much user generated content I get from this. Like I'm going to measure what I can, but at the end of the day, like, um, it's going to take time to see these results and there it's not that clear. Like I put in $3 and I get $5 back. Um, it's not like that. Right. It, 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 yes, you're exactly right. You're okay, exactly. cool. So that, that makes sense. Right. So like, I think it's just, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you do a lot of, um, expectation setting with your clients too, L being like, you know, it's, I feel like marketing and PR, it's like, it's, it's similar things like in both, in both things. Like, um, I was talking with a PR re- lady recently and she was like, well, we can't necessarily guarantee results. You know, like we, we think this is going to work and we have all these ways that we can measure like the little tiny, like micro results of it. But at the end of the day, we're, it's all a big science experiment. Yeah. Yeah. But we can, we can, we can confidently say that the engagement will increase and we can confidently say things like that, but we, we can't guarantee some of the other yeah, yeah, sales yeah. definitely, definitely right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, I've seen a fair amount of influencers who do things like promo codes or like some sort of thing to share with their audience. And I'm, you know, that certainly would be something that you could track. Do you yeah. feel like you need to incentivize influencers with with things like that? <sighs> so, so I like I, your sigh. <laughs> that yeah. says a lot. <laughs> so, so I think affiliate programs like you're like you're talking about yeah. where. 
where basically the influencer will get a kickback from, from the brand. I think that they are successful in some settings. Like for instance, Kettle on Fire has a really successful affiliate program. Um, and and, and I, I, I've talked to them before and, and mm-hmm. it's just really worked for them. I, I, I would say that for smaller brands, I, I don't think affiliate is where maybe most of the focus should be yeah. uh, spent. I think the first one should be, how do we build a community with yep. the influencers? And then those influencers that are like, once you ch- send the first, maybe let's say 20 out, you might find that only, hopefully more, but maybe only five are like really into the product. And they're like going above and beyond. They're posting about it every day. They're talking about it. Like you can see that they're really loving it. They turn into affiliates, but to launch with an affiliate program without knowing like, who really loves this brand and who's really going to talk about it in an authentic way. Because the thing what happens when, when there's affiliate codes is people are smart. These fault, you know, consumers and, and audience members on, on Instagram, they're, they're really smart. They know now that when you're posting an affiliate code, they know you're getting a kickback. Yeah. So, you know, we want people to be buying the product because it's it's coming so naturally and easily because they really love it and they're going to influence more people than just if it's coming across as salesy or that it's very clear that this is okay if they're getting a kickback um so it's 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 tough to it's tough to be launching affiliate programs with maybe people that aren't really in love with the brand. That That makes, yeah, that makes total sense. And I think, you know, as you mentioned, we're, I don't know, half a decade into influencer marketing on social platforms. And I think at this point, the consumer is pretty savvy (laughs) and knows like, okay, well, if you say, take my code of, you know, food biz whiz, I'm potentially going to get a kickback. Right. Yeah. Right. I get that. Um, and so I think it, it just makes like all the more reason why you've got to find influencers who are authentic, right? Like when I share promo codes, it's only for, for things that I use in my day to day or like things that like my clients use or, or things like that. Right. Right. It's things yeah. that you really believe in and, and, and you, you, you're getting a kickback, but really it's because you really love the product and you want people to know about it. Exactly. Yeah, totally. So it's all about finding those at the end of the day, it's all about finding the right influencers for your brands and the ones who share authentically online. You got it. Oh, I love this. Gosh. I mean, <laughs> Elle, I feel like now in my mind, I'm like, what could I do an influencer campaign for? Like <laughs> what, uh, you know, what, what, how would this work for my business? But, um, it's a whole different thing when you're selling physical products versus consulting services. Right. All right. With some, with some good yeah. sleuthing, there's a way. That's true. I know. <laughs> you, you know, I I love that. You know, you're giving me permission to go in my my deep online sleuthing mode. Yes, I love it. I love it. Okay, this was such a great conversation. I'm. I feel like you and I could strategize on influencer marketing, and we could talk about marketing all day long. But yeah. before before we go. I know at the beginning I mentioned how busy you are, but at the same time, I don't want to turn people off from connecting with you and following you and, you know, getting in your orbit. So where, where can people find you? 
Yeah. So, and the best way to find me, I'm really active on Instagram. So we are wonderkind co on, on Instagram. Um, and then we just launched a website, which is wonderkindco.co. And I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, as far as, yes, we're really busy, but I live to connect with others. And this is my purpose in life, um, is, is to, to be connecting with as many people as I can. Um, and so any, any questions, uh, any, any, uh, you want to flag anything or ask if this would be the right influencer for, for this campaign, please, please do ask. I, I love learning about, um, brands and what they're doing and, and I, yeah, I feel like you're being so genuine here because this is this is truly how we connected. I feel like you sent me a DM ages ago and you were like, hey, Allie, I yeah. think we should be connected. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, you did. I mean, you practice what you preach here. I can tell that, you know, yeah. I, I have seen firsthand how um, how excited you are by connecting with brands and, you know, yeah. all things CPG. It's just like pulsing through your veins. I love it. <laughs> well, I'll thank you so much for being on the Food Biz Wiz podcast. I am so grateful for your time and your expertise. And I hope we get to see each other in person at some point. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be in 2020, but we'll see. We'll see. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Okay. Whew. All right, you guys. I hope that you are fired up to run your next influencer campaign and that Elle's guidelines here helped you gain confidence moving forward with it. I am really excited to see what you guys do with this strategy in the future. So come on over to the Food Biz Wiz Facebook group. I'm going to link it in the show notes as always and share what you are working on so I can follow along. Okay, so thank you as always for tuning in and I will see you right back here next week for one of my favorite style episodes. I'm gonna do a rapid fire Q&A for you guys. Have a good one and stay busy. Thanks so much for joining us, Wizzes. This episode is packed full of actionable information. If you've been considering an influencer campaign, then I hope you feel even more ready to pursue it after this episode. All right, I'm going to pause here for a second, guys. One of our goals this year on the podcast is to connect with more listeners. We put lots of work and lots of love into the podcast. Could you do us a favor? Make sure to connect with us on Instagram and drop into our DMs to say hello and let us know which Food Biz Wiz podcast is your favorite. You can find Allie's Instagram at It's Allie Ball. And you can also join us in our public Free Food BizWiz Facebook group. We've linked both of those, along with Elle and Wonderkind Co's information, in our full show notes linked in the description. All right, Wizzes, we can't wait to see you next week for another episode of Is It Worth It, Charlie? Until then, bye! Thanks for listening to Food Biz Wiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.